Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. This is Roxanne Gay, the host of the Roxanne Gay Agenda, the bad feminist podcast of your dreams. Each week, I talk to an interesting person about feminism, race, writing in books and art, food, pop culture, and yes, politics. We can't escape politics. Listen to the Luminary Original Podcast, The Roxanne Gay Agenda, every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sharon Osbourne is in trouble over anti-Asian comments. There are even more disturbing details coming out of the Operation Varsity Blues scandal. And we're talking about which reality TV shows comfort us with Lara Parker. It's March 18th, 2021. friends. I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Zach Safford. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. And Casey, before we get going to talk about the things of the world today, I have to say, Mm -hmm. you said something a few days ago about Pisces season ending, and that's why we're so exhausted. (laughs) And I think you're correct. Like, I am beat emotionally. (laughs) I think all of us are beat down emotionally. And I have never said this before, but I look forward to Aries season. It's almost here. I I know. And you know what? I'm not even going to tell that to my best friend who's an Aries because then her ego, her ego, my God. Some of my best friends are Aries too. They will not hear this from me one-to-one. They will hear it on the show and that's it. But no, we're not giving Aries more praise. These fire signs need less fire. Okay. (laughs) Yep. Okay. So we're starting today with Sharon Osbourne because it's been reported that she said some absolutely terrible things to her colleague, Julie Chen. This was all revealed a couple of days ago, and according to sources, Osborne called Chen anti-Asian slurs behind the cameras, which we will not repeat, while the two were hosts of the CBS show, The Talk. Chen is no longer with the show, and Osborne remains a host. The accusations come as Osborne faces a wave of criticism for publicly supporting British TV personality Piers Morgan and for appearing defensive and angry and ordering one of her co-hosts to not cry when asked about the blowback during a segment on the talk. And you know what? We also cannot separate her anti-Asian comments from the calls online to stop the racism and misogyny of Asian women amid the news from Atlanta about the white man who killed eight people, most of them Asian women, at massage parlors. Osborne denied making the comments in an interview with the Daily Mail yesterday, calling the claims, quote, crap, all crap, before repeating one of the anti-Asian slurs that she'd been accused of making. 
CBS has decided to keep the show on hiatus for at least another week while an investigation is conducted. I, <sighs> I, you, you know, the one thing you shouldn't do when accused of being racist is do an interview where you say something racist, just like the Papa John's guy. Like, don't sit here and admit that you do say the N-word all the time if you say that you're not saying the N-word. Like, get your PR facts right. Do whatever. But Sharon Osbourne being racist, truly not surprising here. Have called it forever. Not at all. And you know what? This isn't the only thing. It wasn't just uh, racism. She also allegedly was using some anti-gay slurs. Yeah. As well, when one of her hosts at the time was out and gay, it's it's just like absolutely it, at this point it's a pattern. So there's a certain type of liberal because I'm I'm positive she identifies as a liberal that gets too comfortable because they're so cool and they're down with the kids. And Sharon Osbourne is married to you know Ozzy Osbourne, who was I mean there was a moment in which they were the culture. The culture has moved on; it has evolved, but these people are so tied to how they were imagining culture at the time, and they haven't gotten hip with the kids, and they're just like revealing all of the problematicness that sits inside of them and thinking it's cool and funny and I just am over it. Sorry, cancel them. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, there are even more revelations coming out about Operation Varsity Blues, the college admissions fraud scandal that Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin were a part of. In a new Netflix documentary called Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal, it is revealed that Rick Singer, the disgraced college admissions counselor, made more than 730 side door deals with parents to get their kids' admissions to elite universities. He accomplished this by getting parents to donate to a nonprofit called The Key Worldwide, which allowed parents to bribe coaches out of school's athletics program. The film also shows Singer exaggerated and fabricated kids' achievements on their applications and even changed children's races from Caucasian to African-American or Hispanic to give them a boost through affirmative action. Oh, boy. When I saw when I saw that about affirmative action, I was like, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. But that doesn't surprise me at all. As soon as like affirmative action became a thing, it was like every privileged white parent was like affirmative action. Yeah, they're mad about it until they can exploit a system and commit fraud and use it for the advantage. Right, exactly. You know, there's that phrase, everybody wants to be black until they have to be black. And this is an example. Like, you know, this is just what... What are we doing? Why are we doing this? Also, I have said this since day one. If you're going to be a real rich person, a real rich, rich person, buy a building. Don't do this. <laughs> like, buy a building. Build a stadium. Name something. Endow a scholarship. I don't know. There are other avenues that are very transparent. That's because some rich people are, they get to that point where they're so frugal. So they even try to take the cheap way out when they're committing fraud. Girl, if you're going to do fraud, don't do Diet Coke fraud. Do full Coke. Drink all the calories. Take Because you're going to be penalized the exact same if you're going to do it. So just, like, go for it. It's okay. It's actually not okay. But, like, if you're going to do it, do it. That's my philosophy. <laughs> what a great sentiment to end this on. Dear FBI and IRS, I am not telling people to commit crimes. Do not indict me. Thank you. Moving on, one thing that's got us through the pandemic is a whole host of TV shows and movies on streaming services. But in particular, the one thing that's kept us tethered to reality throughout COVID is, in fact, reality television. Everyone has their own reality TV comfort show, and today we're sharing ours. We're joined by BuzzFeed deputy director and author of Vagina Problems, Laura Parker. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here to talk about reality TV, my favorite subject. 
fun fun fact about Laura and I, we talk about reality TV every day of our lives. That's not an exaggeration, is it, Laura? Not at all. Like from morning <laughs> to night, every single day. <laughs> We're in a group chat with one of our other friends who used to work at BuzzFeed, and all we do during this pandemic is talk about reality TV. It has been such a source of freaking comfort, which is the first question I want to get to. Why is it that reality TV can be so soothing, almost like a comfort food? Honestly, I think about this a lot. And I think it's just because for the most part, the stakes are so low, right? Like they're fighting about like, you said this thing about my husband. And it's like, none of us care. Like it doesn't affect us. It's not like, (laughs) you know, living through a pandemic. It's quite, (laughs) quite different. So uh, it's nice to just like watch them fight about things that are just so low stakes, but they blow it out of proportion to where it feels like the end of the world. And you can just sit there and be like, wow, I'm not dealing with that. So that's great. I already feel better. I also, you shared a tweet um, uh, the other week that was, what was it? It was something about like, uh, I want to take a nap. So I'm putting on Real Housewives so I can hear like the lull of fighting in the background as I drift off. (laughs) It's surprisingly relaxing. Oh my gosh. So I'm so glad you bring up steaks because I know there's a study out there. I don't know who did it, but I remember seeing news about it that says people who watch reality TV actually are pretty smart. That it's not something that just like quote unquote dumb people do, but it's something yeah. that we all engage with because we need a break because the stakes are so low. So Laura, what are your favorite go-to reality comfort shows, comfort foods, if you will? Yes. Casey's going to roll her eyes because my first is going to say 90 day fiance. Listen, it's a classic, perfect reality show. It has (laughs) everything that you could ever want. Um, So that's definitely one of my go-tos. And there are so many different iterations of it at this point that you can watch it like year round. Can you tell me why you love it? Because I'm going to tell you why I don't love it. My anxiety skyrockets because it's like you're getting married in 90 days, usually to someone you've never like met before in person. It's wildly uncomfortable for me. For me, it's like, wow, that's, that's awesome that you are just taking it, taking a chance, putting yourself out there. I would never do it, but Hey, power to you if you're going to marry someone you've spent three days with. I mean, I will watch it. When I started watching, I had no idea what it was. Like the premise of the show, I thought, oh, they just get married in 90 days. I didn't know it involved like a visa. I didn't know that it was usually people from other countries. So it added this whole other layer where I was like learning about our visa system in a way that I never had and seeing like first person accounts of it. And the stakes are a little bit higher, right? I love something you said, which was like the more power to you, I would never do it. And I think that's true of almost every reality TV show I watch. Yeah. Like literally, well, whether it's whether it's Top Chef, Survivor, 90 Day Fiance, Real Housewives, it's like, I would never do it. So I'm going to watch someone else do it. Oh, so that makes me think about, you know, you both are saying things that I think are like kind of um, pieces, uh, they're ingredients to a larger thing that we're baking. You know, Laura, you said steaks. Casey, you're saying it's something you don't want to do. So do we, can we agree on a formula maybe that makes a good reality show? Like, oh. like X plus y equals z or like what do you think laura as the expert here today yes she is the she is the expert honestly i think it takes a certain personality type where they're not afraid to make a fool out of themselves they're not afraid to be unapologetically themselves whether for better or worse right like sometimes we sort of wish they would be more hesitant to show parts of themselves but it's kind of wild to just sit there and be like wow this person is filming this part of their life that's like really intimate or like really embarrassing like they're 
owning it and they're saying, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm just, this is who I am and I'm going to make money from this reality TV show and make you guys laugh at my expense sometimes even. So I think it takes like that personality of like not being afraid to like be who you are for better or worse. I think that with that, we can talk about something that Zach knows very well, which is hilarious because he doesn't actually watch the show, but he knows it super well. And that is Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh my God. He loves Heather as much as we love Heather. But that is one of those things because Laura and I do talk often about like, because this is a whole new cast of Real Housewives. It's like, they can't be afraid to get messy. Heather like speaks the truth. She's loud. She's progressive in certain ways. So that's really great. But then we do have other people on the show who think that they can just come off as really great people who are above drama and i'm like you're on real housewives on bravo right like we know what the game is and so when people act like they don't know it's like meredith babe come on it's like girl look at where you're at you you are a bravo liberty andy cohen is you are on the show like you signed up you are filming do you know (laughs) do you know what you're doing okay so we'll be right back to talk more about what reality tv shows have been comforting us this past year Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. NFL fans, nothing compares to being there live. What a play! Now the crowd is alive. And the NFL's biggest season ever is now ready for the postseason. It's playoff time. We got to win. NFL playoff tickets are on sale now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the postseason action on the road to Super Bowl 56. Visit NFL.com slash tickets for a complete listing of games. That's NFL.com slash tickets. Welcome back. We're chatting with Laura Parker about the reality TV shows that have and continue to soothe our souls over the pandemic. Laura just shared with us her pick, but Casey, you have not told us yet what you're loving right now in this pandemic, and you cannot say Salt Lake City. So I, I won't say Salt Lake, Salt Lake City. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this and not once did The Bachelor pop into my head. Really? We talk about it so much. But because that's what we, we talk about, like the mechanics of it. The Bachelor for me is an experience. It's something pre-pandemic that I watched every Monday with my friends. They come over to my apartment. It's an experience. It's not something that I like deeply love that's comforting to me. It's more of like a fun thing to do. Now, shows that have brought me great comfort is Survivor. I've rewatched like almost all the seasons. Top Chef rewatched all of them. But I said it out loud to one of my friends and they were like, okay, you should probably rethink what you're doing. (laughs) I did watch... 
season two of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars three times in a row in one week. <laughs> What's the same one over and over? The same one. In my defense, it's only eight episodes. Also in my defense, maybe the best, most joyful season of reality TV ever. What? Who wins that season? Um, uh, Alaska wins. Oh, it's Alaska season. Okay, it's that was it's a fantastic season. I suggest if you have not seen Drag Race, Laura, you don't watch Drag Race, do you? No, I need to. That is the season to start with because it is the the queens are at the top of their game, and they're also just like they. It's very personal. They're talking about their life in drag, how hard it is for them, how hard it is to be gay in families that don't always accept them, and then you see the most gorgeous drag you've ever seen. the The outfits are amazing. The lip singing is amazing just like everything is so beyond and I start to just really connect with them and I just like as soon as it was done I was like again and then I and then I started a third time and that's what a friend was like we need to talk <laughs> yes you need to take a break <laughs> okay so Zach I know you're not that big of a yeah. reality tv person but has there been anything in the reality tv realm that has brought you comfort in the past year I, yes, there has. So you bring up RuPaul's Drag Race, and I have tried to watch it because it used to be a very comforting thing to me, but it made me really sad because it's something I used to do in public. Like every Friday, I would go to the bars. So I had to like let that go. So I will return to RuPaul's Drag Race when I can go to like the Abbey or wherever to watch it. But through all this, because I tie certain shows with certain feelings, I have returned to The Real Housewives of Atlanta oh, because God, yes. I grew up partially in Atlanta. And I used to watch the show anytime I flew because I fly Delta a lot and they have all the Bravo shows. And I just would watch it alone so much because I travel a lot for work. And it just was something to rewatch it, especially now as we're thinking about social issues. And a lot of those people on the show have become so aware of, they've always been aware of race, but they're now talking about it more and talking about activism more. And I just love seeing how like reality TV has like, couldn't untie itself from the reality of itself. And I think that Real Housewives of Atlanta is like very much having to respond to like, oh God, we are black. We have to do this show and talk about what's happening to black people right now. And I just, I just love it so much. I have been rewatching Atlanta actually i've been really watching all real housewives but i'm on atlanta right now and i genuinely forgot how fucking good it is like yes, i knew it was so good, good but like phaedra like the early i mean phaedra did bad things later on i understand 100%. but my god she was a great housewife early nini like just unmatched honestly so much joy Zach, I want to bring up something that you may not know about Laura, but it was when you were talking about like the social issues on Atlanta, et cetera. Laura is the queen of calling out Bravo reality stars (laughs) for doing bad shit. She really is. She took down a season of Vanderpump Rules. I'm not exaggerating. power, Laura Parker. Basically, Laura, you can step in after, in case I get this, this wrong, but basically on the season, two of the stars characters whatever you want to call them we're going to get married but the person marrying them has a history of homophobia you know being anti-gay etc and she called out bravo and them to the point where they had to change who was marrying them and almost in the entire cast was coming out to publicly say they disagreed with their decision to go with that priest okay laura please please explain what happened there okay listen anyone who watches vanderpump rules knows that they always have an episode in LA where they go to pride and it's like this whole thing where they act like they're allies. And I say act like, because then they turn around Jackson, Brittany were hiring this pastor who had so many hateful Facebook statuses and just like said, you know, I don't believe that gay people have a right to marry, like just 
terrible shit. And it like really pissed me off because they had just gone to pride. And I'm like, are you, are you guys fucking joking? And so, you know, like I'm verified, like a lot of people at Buzzfeed are. And so sometimes I feel like, well, you know what? I'm just going to annoy the fuck out of you until you have to respond to this in some way. And Brittany and Jax blocked me immediately. I'm still blocked, which sometimes bothers me because I can't like flip their tweets, make fun of them, whatever. (laughs) And then eventually, like I just kept tweeting so much that Lisa Vanderpump was like, I do not agree with this and I will be talking to them. And then Lance Bass replaced the pastor and it was like this whole thing. But there is power in like, you know, if you, because that's, that's the problem too, with watching reality TV is that like, you have to reckon with like who these people are in real life sometimes. And that's really hard, especially when, you know, as progressive people to watch these hateful people get a platform sometimes. So I'm sort of like trying to like reckon with that and be like, okay, as viewers, we have power in who we want to see on TV, what we want to watch. And so... And do you think that is what draws people to reality TV? Because I do remember when I first started watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta, that's when Twitter kind of had just launched. And I would use it as a way to talk to Kim Zolciak because I needed to tell her things about what she just said. (laughs) But I do see this all the time that people are so socially engaged, like The Bachelor finale. I don't watch The Bachelor, but I got to learn all my friends that do because they were all tweeting about Matt James and what's happening and tweeting at people. But So I guess my question there is, is the reason why we love reality TV so much is that one, it's like lower stakes we get to like just play it but we also can like jump into it if we want to yes that's such a good point like you're part of this community whether it's on twitter or in a facebook group or whatever where you're all sharing this experience not everyone views the experience the same way but just being a part of that you have this like mutual understanding of like wow jen shaw did something wild on the show last week or whatever it may be where like average people in your life your friends family might not be watching these shows or like having that experience and being able to like directly access these people. Like you said, Zach is like, yeah, it's kind of game changing. Cause you can say, like I said, like it bothered me that they had that pastor. So I said, okay, I'm just going to like annoy them because we can do that because they're accessible to us in a lot of ways. Mm. Well, Laura, thank you so much for coming on today to talk about why we love and hate reality TV. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and watch 90 Day Fiance, please. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's it for today. Join us tomorrow for another installment of DM911 with Stephen Lacanti. And remember, if you're accused of being racist, don't do an interview where you actually prove you're racist. Team. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed. Coming to you daily. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The Gangster Chronicles podcast is a weekly conversation that revolves around the underworld. From criminals and entertainers to victims of crime and law enforcement, we cover all facets of the game. Gangster Chronicles podcast doesn't glorify or promote illicit activities. 
we just discuss the ramifications and repercussions of these activities. Because after all, if you play gangster games, you are ultimately rewarded with gangster prizes. Our Heart Radio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find the Gangster Chronicles podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Hillary Clinton, and I'm so excited to be back with a third season of You and Me Both. When I started this podcast, we were going through some tough times, and let's face it, we still are. And here's what I know. We cannot get through this alone. So please join me for more conversations with people who will make you think, make you laugh, and help us find a path forward. This season, I'll be talking about the state of our democracy with experts and with people organizing on the ground. We'll draw inspiration from some amazing people like Olympic star Allison Felix and Grammy Award winner Brandi Carlisle. And we'll get into the hard stuff with writer Cheryl Strayed and my dear friend and colleague Huma Abedin. So join us, listen to you and me both on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 